Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of One Controller Port Podcast. Ten episodes in just under a year. That's taken a long time, Ben, and probably four of those episodes were from a couple months ago. And it's been a while <laughs> since I recorded one. Honestly, I didn't really have all that much on to talk about for a while, so I kind of kind of let it be. Let it be. So you just heard a track from Wario's Woods. Uh, it's a, a, well, that's the, from the NES version of Wario's Wood. There's actually a Super Nintendo version and, uh, uh just a Super Nintendo version along with the NES version. Um, it's actually the last Nintendo, Nintendo, uh, Entertainment System title released in America. I'm not sure about Japan or Europe. But no, in America, it is the very last NES title ever to release, which was like, it was like crazy. It was like 1990, was it 4 or 1995? I don't remember the year, but it was like just a few years behind the Nintendo 64. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's got some good music. It's a good game. I haven't played the Super Nintendo version before, so yeah, I don't know how that how that goes about. Um, this week I don't have a, a video review. If I don't remember if I what I talked about in the last couple, in the last uh, One Controller Report podcast when it comes to videos, but I've been doing the never-ending backlog, um, and I've got five videos now. So the last one was, was Shinobi. So And then uh, I'm, I'm focusing on a freelance article this week, so I didn't do another. I didn't do another this week. I'll try to have one by next week, though. Um... I might make it a bi-weekly thing, because it was a lot of work to, to do it weekly. <laughs> weekly. Um, although I have enough games backed up that I could could do do it. Enough games that I recently played and could talk about. Uh, I, I always have an endless backlog that I could always touch on. So, yeah, that's not ending anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh... We're gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna do any news this week because honestly, there's been news, but nothing I really want to talk about. There's like stuff. It, this is kind of old. This is pretty old now. The the whole Gaikai thing with Sony. There's, I don't think there's much to say about that right now because we don't know enough. Uh, I've seen some people talk about it, but it's just like eh, it's not really enough to say anything. Um, there's some bit random, random sprinkles of stuff like Battlefield Four showing up and stuff, but it's like eh, eh, nothing really. Nothing really too too talk worthy. So instead I'm going to touch on, on two subjects this time around. So I'm already pretty far into the intro, so let's go ahead and get started. So one thing one thing I have been doing, um these last is it been two weeks now or a few weeks? Uh I've actually been watching Game Center CX, and if you don't know that was called a uh, Retro Game Master in North America, there are about 12 episodes that were localized, uh, and then put on, on Kotaku, and, uh, and I, I enjoyed them for what they were, I actually didn't find the episodes they posted all that interesting on Kotaku, there were a couple good ones, but then a lot of them I felt were lacking, but, um, I started watching the, the Japanese ones that people have fan-translated, uh, and that's, it's called Game Center CX under the Japanese name. And I've actually found a lot of episodes that I do, I do really, really like. Um, and so, yeah, it's been fun. I got about, uh, 13 episodes in. And then I watched one of the, like, specials they have where, like, Arena, which is the guy who hosts the show, uh, goes to a bunch of, like, arcade stuff. 
that's kind of a nice thing. The difference between the Japanese and the English version is that they cut out sections in the English version, which kind of stinks because a lot of those those extra sections where he goes to arcades and stuff are more entertaining than than the actual game he's uh he's playing. I don't really get why they took those out uh, other than I guess just localization costs keeping him down. Uh, maybe or there's something about in regards to like the footage they use they couldn't. They'd have to get special permissions or something. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, and so I guess I should say that um, if you don't know what Game Center CX is, essentially just this comedian guy, uh, Japanese comedian guy, who plays video games and he's not very good at them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and so he tries to beat uh, old retro games in about uh, two, one to three days. Three, I think, is the longest, uh, longest time he's played a game. And he sits down and plays them for extended periods of time, and they're they're actually really entertaining to uh to watch. Surprisingly, uh, I'm not a fan of like let's plays and stuff. Uh, that's why I've been doing Curse Mountain videos for my sister. But I like I hate talking in them because I feel like I'm just talking over the game. So I'm like ah. Blah, blah, blah. But um, but yeah, and so I, I've been really enjoying that, enjoying that probably because it's kind of just cut up and kind of puts you through all the high points rather than having these big gaps of pretty much nothing or talking about completely off topic stuff but yeah it's got me back into into retro games a bit uh which i'll talk about that in the in the let's play or what i play setting oh let's play that's not what i do <laughs> well i guess i do do now because i'm playing curse mountain but it's not really let's play anyways but yeah So, so one thing I also did was I reorganized my games. I used to have them all across my my desk, but I put them in the closet. So, but I didn't put them in like box or anything. I have like these uh, shelves in my closet, and so I was able to pr- place them across and present them nicely. So when I open a open a cl- my closet, it's like whoa! Look at all these these games I I have. <laughs> so, although I left the portables out because I was honestly low on space in my closet, so. But one thing I really did notice when I was doing it is that I got a lot of PS2, uh, Wii, GameCube, Xbox games, and some uh, a small collection of PS3 games, because I haven't really been playing that many PS or next-gen games, to be honest. Um, but I really noticed that my retro collection is pretty lacking. Uh, I have Nintendo 64 games about... Uh, I'm looking at it now. I, I'm terrible at counting without, like, actually counting them. I don't want to sit here and count them. Maybe about 15 or 20 in 64 games. Probably about 10 NES games. And probably about, like, 10 or so PlayStation 1 games. And N64 and PlayStation 1, that's... I, I don't know if those are in the same vein as some people would call retro. To me, pretty much anything that's, you know, older. I want to say it's retro, but... They're older games. <laughs> um, and then I have a, a small Dreamcast collection too. And it, it doesn't even take up one shelf. And it, it's so disappointing looking at that. And I realized like all the older games I own are um, are either digital or uh, not even that, not even that many digital. But I do own, own retro games uh, digitally. And then also uh, through compilation discs like the Sonic Mega Collection and Sonic... Genesis uh, Ultimate whatever PS3 collection thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just kind of disappointing. 
it's like I look at it and I'm like, man, I don't really have that many older games. And it's made me like look at NES games again. Like, I really should get some NES games. Although my NES has been kind of finicky. Not really sure what to do about that. I might fix that in the future if I get brave enough. But yeah, um, and also like with the with this you know the recent summer Steam sale and uh, well mainly with yeah with the recent summer Steam sale, I look at games a lot and I like I see on Steam a lot of games are like dirt cheap. Like they had The Witcher for like two two fifty I think or something really really low, and then I go and like I go to Amazon, it's like twenty bucks for a copy of The Witcher. But I stop sit there and go. I, I would rather pay the 20 if I could get a box for it, even though LOLPC games come with Steam code. At least at least Lost Planet did it. I think, I think most games come with some sort of code these days, which kind of stinks in my book. But, oh well, what are you going to do? Um, yeah, and I realized, I'm like, I'm not prepared for a digital future at all, in terms of games at least. Like I, I love my collection. I love having that physical collection. And when I buy, when I buy digitally, I just feel regret. <laughs> I'm like, I wish I had a copy of that. That's what I feel like. Any game that I buy digitally, I, I usually am like, I wish I had a copy of that. Um, like recently, uh, might as well just say now I beat Castlevania Three. Although I'll talk about it in detail later. Uh, and I just like, I wish I had a copy of this because I don't. I just have the v- the virtual console version. And it's so disappointing on my part. It, it makes me sad. <laughs> just, just sitting there look at my collections. Like, it's so puny up there. The tiny, tiny thing. So, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to get over that. Because, you know, as the future goes on, uh, you know, we already see it with XBLA, PSN, and Steam. Just, like, so many software titles. Uh, and these days, fairly large software titles are on uh, digital platforms. And I just don't really have the heart to buy them usually because I'm just like, I wish I had a physical product of this. Although it's not so bad if it's only digital. Um, but still, I mean, if I had the choice, I, I, I buy a physical game over a digital one, even if I wanted it. But also, I'm not really big into like uh, like stuff like that's borderline indie or is indie games. Um, like... I don't know if you consider... I guess Fez is considered indie. I think one guy made it. But, um... That, it's just like, I don't really care. Look at it like, yeah, whatever. So, yeah. Pretty much all I was going to say was... I'm sad about a digital future. So, we're past our 10-minute mark. So, I guess this podcast has been coming more and more of, like, a 15-minute podcast. So, maybe that will be my new my new motto of... It's a 15-minute podcast, not a 10-minute. But then that might be pushing it too far. But, uh, I guess we'll just go into what I've been playing. Because you care, apparently. If you listen to this, I guess. You might be just like, oh, I don't really give a crap. Just end this over. But, but uh, yeah. So, um... I guess I can try to go in order. I don't remember. I think the last... I don't remember the last thing I was playing when uh, the last podcast went up, but I do know that I played Space Channel 5, Part 2. That was great. Um, I might do some, some video on that in the future. We'll we'll see. I haven't decided what the next video will be yet. That shows you how far along it is. <laughs> um, uh, and then I started Advanced Wars, although I don't think I'm going to go through Advanced Wars. I was playing it. I got about six, seven missions in. I did all the training missions, too. And I'm just not feeling it. It just I got stuck and I was like, eh. <laughs> so that might be a a later title to tackle. You know, I've only had it for I don't know twelve years now. <laughs> um, 
It did make me feel like I really need to get a Game Boy Player, though, for my GameCube, because my GBA SP is just kind of, eh. I really don't like the GBA SP. I really should play it on my... My DS is falling apart, though. That's the problem. LOL 3DS doesn't have a GBA slot, but who would expect it to, I guess? Um, so, yeah, and then, uh... And then, so, more recently, though, I played, um... Played through Castlevania. Well, I didn't. Well, I guess I didn't play through Castlevania three. I had gotten through Castlevania three, and on the Wii, there's not really save states per se, like where you can just save through the game and you know, oh, I died, let me go back. They do let you if you put or if you exit through the Wii menu, it will save where you're at. But you have once you boot the game back up, that state is lost. So it's like. It's like you never turn the NES off, uh, or the system off in that case. Although I don't think it works for 64 games. Um, so, yeah, and so I, I had a a couple save files. Although I guess I'd, I used the password system anyway, so I guess that works out. But yeah, I had a... I had a uh, well, I, I I got to that point, and then I used I wrote down the password, because I tried replaying it with different characters. <laughs> but yeah, so I had a, char- I had a uh, password at, uh, at the, the last boss with Alucard. Well, Alucard was on my team. Dracula was the last boss. And uh, after four and a half hours of trying, I finally beat Dracula. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, yeah! It's, I don't know how many years I've had that. Three or four? But yeah, that was like, I felt great and horrible at the same time. <laughs> I was like, I really spent four and a half hours doing that. But the important thing was that I wasn't really disappointed. Which I guess, something that, I guess a lot of retro games, for me, I don't really feel it when I play it. But when I'm playing it, or when I'm not playing it, I feel I'm going to be disappointed by the end of this. I don't know why I have that th- that train of thought, like with it. Like I feel like I'll be disappointed, but then I play it. and I usually have a good time, so I don't really get what's what's up with that thought. So yeah, and then so I was like, I can beat anything, and I went to go play Soldier Blade, which is a uh, top-down shooter by I think Hudson, uh, sequel one of the sequels to Star Soldier, and. uh and I haven't, I haven't beaten it. <laughs> I'm on like Operation Six, and uh, that game is. I'm not good at top-down shooters at all. I think that one's considered an easier shooter, and I'm just like failing at it horrendously. Um, so yeah, and then finally, uh, a friend of mine let me uh, try try his copy of Final Fantasy XIV to see if it run ran on my computer. And if you know me. I was a huge Final Fantasy XI flop-a-bop fanboy. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, it runs on my computer. So that was good enough for me. And so I bought Final Fantasy XIV and waited for it to get shipped in still. But yeah, so I guess I'll be playing that, I guess. Woo, woo So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm particularly excited about that because I am excited. I know I am, but I just... It's like, oh, it's an MMO, and MMOs and me do not go go so well together. So, uh, so I'm gonna end this actually with a game I've never played in terms of in terms of music here. Um, and I'm going to to play you the the opening theme for a game called Magical Date EX, which is a game where it's not really dating at all. You go and you go on dates, quote, um. And you you basically take pictures of her while she poses and stuff, and then at the end I think you get asked some questions, <laughs> and it's like magical date. <laughs> it's like not really, but yeah, it's like a '90s arcade game. So, so yeah, it's pretty pretty weird. And for some reason, the the opening themes been stuck in my head. So 
I hope I hope you enjoy it. Uh so yeah. That's it. Bye. <laughs>